0: It's Tuesday, May 7th, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is The Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. On March 15th, 2019 of this year in Birmingham, Alabama, we partnered with Art Stories, for a storytelling event, a night of stories of hope and of of future uh, to allow families who have been touched by adoption, foster care, or orphan care to come and to share their story about how the Lord has impacted them. One such storyteller was Zach Nichols. Uh, Zach is the marketing coordinator currently and graphic designer at Ortho South in Pelham, Alabama. Uh, Zach is also a pastor, and he and Melinda have two daughters, their youngest of which they adopted from India, and so here is Zach Nichols as he tells his story of his and Melinda's journey to India to adopt their daughter.
1: Thank you very much. Um, my other answer was Facebook and politics, but he didn't want to go with that. So. Um, well, stuffed crust pizza is delicious. Am I right? I mean, that's not the first thing you thought that I was going to say. <laughs> stuffed crust pizza is amazing. I would consider it a food group. Um, And my favorite stuffed crust pizza specifically is from Pizza Hut. I think it's the best thing in the world. And one of the reasons why I love stuffed crust pizza is because you know exactly what you're going to get. When you you finish off all the the cheese and the toppings and everything and you get to the crust, you know that when you bite into it, that you're going to bite into a delicious, melted, gooey ring of mozzarella cheese, right? I bet some of you right now are like, that sounds good. I think I want stuffed crust pizza when I go home. Um, it's amazing, and and I consider it just one of the, the best things ever. If you don't like stuffed crust pizza, we need to talk because I don't know if our relationship can move forward at all. But um just keep that in mind as we kind of go forward in this story. But my wife and I, uh Melinda, we we knew when we were engaged that adoption was going to be part of our story, it's gonna be part of how we built our family. Um, and as we discussed it and prayed about it and all those things, we, we, we came to two conclusions. Uh, these were kind of non-negotiables for us. We knew, one, that we were going to adopt from India. And we knew, two, we were only going to do this through Lifeline. Um, we had a lot of friends who had adopted through Lifeline. Uh, I, we, we knew people who worked with Lifeline. We just knew that, that they were who we wanted to go through. So through this really cool series of events and, and God working through through this whole situation, we were actually selected to be the pilot family for Lifeline's India program. Uh, it's a really cool thing. It's also a scary thing because everything that we go through for the first time, Lifeline was going through for the first time with India. So we were like, great, we're guinea pigs. It's awesome. This is not a big deal or anything. But so we were we were moving forward in that process. And for any of you who have adopted internationally, um, especially from a country like India, you know that there comes a point in the process where you have to look at this list, um, and the list has special needs on it. And as you look through that list, you see all of these things on this sheet of paper in black and white, just spelled out for you. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to check off these special needs that you feel like you're capable of managing, right? That's a very difficult thing to do. So if you, 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 you look through this, and, and Melinda and I looked down through the list, and we were trying to do it faithfully and responsibly and discuss and pray over these things. It took quite a long time to actually finish this and give it back, right? So we did, and, and, and one of the things that was on there was HIV. And of course, I saw that, and immediately my anxiety um, it just kind of kicked in. I, I, my, my brain was kind of stuck in the past. And what Lifeline does uh, is, is they, they require you to go through education, HIV education if you're adopting from a place like India where HIV affects so many people. So we went through that education, and I'm really glad that we did because when we, when we went through it, on the other end of it, our hearts and our minds completely changed. We went from fear and anxiety to, we're not just gonna check this off on the list, I wanna advocate for this. I I I want to seek out a child who has HIV because this is manageable. Today, we can handle this, we can manage this, right? So we told Morgan and Meredith who who were helping us through that process and they matched us with a little girl who had HIV. Her name's Danya. When they matched us, you know, they sent a picture, and we saw her photo for the first time. And for those of you who've gone through the process, you know what happens when you see the photo for the first time. You're like, "I'm done. That's my child right there. I love her. I love her." <laughs> right? Like you just it it just takes over your whole body, and you just can't. Uh, it's an amazing thing. And she's always had the most beautiful little face. I mean, she just lit up her hearts. So. We thought, all right, let's go. Let's do this, right? So we go to India. And uh, man, I I could go into so much detail about how God moved through that trip while we were there and all the little obstacles that kind of came up and God was like, nope, that's not gonna be an obstacle. And it was just amazing, right? It was incredible. For those of you who've traveled internationally, you know that if you're there for a long time and you're eating food that you're normally not used to, there comes a point where you're like, I've got to have something that reminds me of home. <laughs> um, and I, let me be the first to say that I love Indian food, but there's only so much spicy curry you can eat before you're like, my body does not like me right now. Um, uh, in fact, I ate a tikka masala while I was there in uh, a place called Angol that made me question all of my life choices. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, but, so there was one day where we were all kind of, we were in New Delhi. And in New Delhi, there are a bunch of American franchises and fast food and all that stuff. And so we were like, can we just get some American food? And Morgan, if any of you know Morgan Church, she said, because I blame her still to, for this, to this day. Um, but she said, there's a Pizza Hut. Let's go to Pizza Hut. And I was like, I like Pizza Hut. Let's go to Pizza Hut. So we go. And I opened the menu, and you know what I saw, right? Like, my eyes went straight to it. But you also know that when you're in a place like India, the names of the items are in English, but the description is not, okay? So my eyes went to stuffed crust pizza, and I was like, "Ah, it's here. Like, I'm going to have stuffed crust pizza. That's it. That's what I want. Bring it here, please, now. And so I got the stuffed crust pizza, and they bring it to my table. And the first thing I noticed, the first little tiny red flag <laughs> was there was, uh, there's corn on it in India. They put, they put corn on pizza. And I was like, I ordered pepperoni. And they're like, uh, yes, pepperoni. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, I, I mean, I can deal with, I like corn. That's not exactly what I was hoping for, but I like I like corn, so I start eating it. And the pizza's actually not that bad. I mean, I'm getting I'm like, "Hey, this is this is filling the need that I had for for stuffed crust pizza." And then I get to the crust. So I bite into the crust. You know that feeling you get when you're expecting one thing, <laughs> especially when it comes to a taste and it's in your mouth and then you're like, "Not that's not what that's not what it was. That's not what it's supposed to be. <laughs> so I bit into it, and it inst- I was totally expecting that beautiful, like, commercial moment where you pull the it away, and there's just cheese. <laughs> and I just, I was so ready for that. And I bit into it, and I looked at it. And the only way that I can describe what is inside of a stuffed crust pizza in India is it is a bright orange hot dog <laughs> that is filled with, I don't want to know what sort of mystery meat, and then curry. <laughs> Sp- spicy curry. Now, at this point, I have to be vulnerable. <laughs> I have to let you know that I have this thing about me that if I spend money on something, I'm, I'm seeing it through. Like, I'm mad because I'm like, I don't want to waste money. To, you know, this pizza costs so little, but I'm like, I don't want to waste those $2.00 I spent on this pizza. So I go ahead and muscle through it. I finish a piece. I chew the entire thing. I swallow it. I get to the next piece, get to the crust, take a bite and I tap out. I'm like, I, something is happening inside of me. (laughs) So, so we go back to the hotel and for the next three to four hours, the only way I can explain this to people is the devil was doing jumping jacks in my stomach. That's the only thing, that's the only way I know how to explain it. And guys, have you ever been at a place where you're afraid to burp? (laughs) Because I was. (laughs) Um, For two reasons. For two reasons. One, I knew if I burped in the hotel room in New Delhi, I was gonna vomit. Like, it was gonna be horrible. Melinda's laughing at me the whole time, and I'm like, ah! Ah! And I knew, too, if I burped, that the heat, the sheer heat from the devil's breath would burn a hole in my esophagus. <laughs> so I, I just, I knew that I couldn't do it. So I expected one thing, and I got something way different, right? So let's, let's fast forward a little bit. So we bring Donya home, and we go to the International Adoption Clinic. And the thing was, with her the records that we had on Danya, she had a viral load. Now, if you have a a viral load, uh, is basically it's the uh, the copies of the virus present in your blood, right? So she had a viral load in her records, right? But the last one was from you know, I mean, it was it was a good while ago, so. The doctor said, hey, let's do a test, let's just, you know, but we were we were totally prepared. We are like, we, we want to go ahead and get her here so we can get her on antiretrovirals, we can start this process, let's live our life, let's do it. Melinda had prepared this kind of little um, first aid kit, like care kit, that had the latex gloves in it and all that stuff. I mean, we were like, we were ready. We had told our family, we had talked to them about it. We even, through the process, already started to see some of kind of the... Um, I don't know, the biases that, that some people have towards that and how they're afraid of it because they don't have the education. We lost friends over that. Um, so we have the first test done, and the doctor tells us um, so it's negative, but that could be because, you know, for whatever reason, her viral load has dropped so low that it's undetectable. So let's go ahead and do another test. <laughs> And Melinda and I were like, uh, that's cool. So they do another test, and it's negative. And we're thinking, um, what's not right? Like, something's not right, right? I mean, wh- why is this happening? So she says, the doctor says, hey, let's do a third test. And this, and this, this third test is on a molecular level. If there is any bit of the virus in her, It is going to pick it up and it will tell you that it is present, right? So we say, okay, let's let's do that. And they do the test, and she tells us it's not there. It's just not there. So I remember I remember looking at her and saying, okay, this how can this be? How can this happen? And her answer, our doctor, said, you believe in God, right? I said, yeah. She said, the last time I checked, he's in the business of miracles. Now, I want to be clear about something real quick. Once we were matched with Danya, we began praying for her specifically by name. But when we prayed for her, we never prayed, God, heal this little girl. Take this away from her and heal her. We prayed, God... Prepare us to be able to take care of this little girl, right? Help us to manage this. Help us to give this girl just a great quality of life. Like, help us to be her mom and dad. See, the thing is, there are a lot of things in this life that we have expectations for. We think they're going to go exactly this way. I know it, you know, whether it's a situation or whatever. And then it doesn't. And in this instance, God surprised us in the most incredible way possible. Thank you.
0: We hope that you enjoyed Zach's story and that you will continue to listen on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to Defender Podcast. And if you're enjoying the podcast, will you please do us a favor and make sure that you rate us on your favorite podcast listening app. Those ratings help others be able to find the content and find the podcast more easily and help us tremendously. So please take a moment now after you've finished listening to this podcast and rate the Defender Podcast.